manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. My name is Alex and I'm in charge of visual content. If you are new around here, welcome. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and discuss all things digital marketing, from content to SEO to social. We discuss a little bit of everything, whether it's industry trends, tips, or tricks, and we hope to leave you with some thought-provoking contact. Content, not contact. <laughs> Although you Happy can Monday. contact us, you know, for any of that more thought-provoking stuff. <laughs> this podcast is not only for seasoned marketers, but also for those just embarking on their marketing career. We're both for seasoned business owners and entrepreneurs. Our belief is there's always something to be learned from each other. So let's get on with it and talk about this week. This week we are talking about the marketing movement of small bites. So this is very different than long form content, which we also talk about and is usually tied into SEO. So we are talking again about small bites of marketing. So what is this movement? Don't worry if you hadn't heard of it. I know you will resonate still with it once you hear it described. So small bites, again, what is it? So I took this from Chris Brogan, who really inspires me. He's a really influential marketer that always puts out thought-provoking content. And he describes small bites as marketing that works when it's short, brief, and to the point. So basically, it's the movement to keep our content brief and consumable, which I don't know about you, but that is, when I sit down and think about it, that's how I consume my content. I don't have a lot of time. I'm always on the run. Seems like from here to there. So I need something brief. I need something consumable and short. So this is perfect, and I know that it's perfect for a lot of people as well, because we're all kind of in that same boat. So this is how we are consuming things as consumers, and whether we like that or not, it's how we as marketers need to be responding to how mm-hmm. consumers are consuming their content. So let's dive in and talk about it a little bit. First, let's just explore the data a little bit. So if you aren't truly a believer that we're consuming in small bites, Alex, what is some data that kind of backs up this point on how we're consuming technology these days? Yeah, I'll read you guys a, a couple of different statistics from a couple of different sources. So, um, according to eMarketer, nearly 132 million of American adults that interact with Jeez. unrelated Fly. content while they watch TV. I mean, there's that's almost half of the population. Well, and if we're talking about 132 American adults, that's more than half of the adult population probably. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, and while an additional 46 million consume related content. um, So you're always like double doing something. Yeah, totally. Like, well, that's that's why we are moving towards this, this like Netflix era of like when they'll drop an entire season so people can binge watch it. There's no longer any like you wait for the night of the show to be on and then you watch and if you do watch something on TV or like you're watching a sports game or whatever, you I guarantee you you're on your phone when the when the commercial hits. Yeah. The second it hits. Right. Or yeah. Even if there's like a slow moment in mm-hmm. the action of the game, whatever like that. Right. I caught myself doing that this weekend. Um, anyway, so um, how are we viewing websites particularly? Yep. So so websites is is kind of a similar trend in terms of. Uh, Spending less time on there, consumers spend less than a minute on any given website. Wow, um, less mobile, than a minute. <laughs> less than a minute. So you got you got less than sixty seconds, um, and fifty percent of all web traffic, fifty six percent of all web traffic, um, comes from a mobile device. 
So on the mobile, and they're looking at your website in less than 60 seconds. Yep, and you don't so, have a lot of time. A, don't be worried about your bounce rate being high because now we know that people yeah. generally are on there a minute or less. Yeah. But again, it goes to brevity. It needs to be short, consumable. Right. Um, so a few more things. This is interesting. This is this comes from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> serious. You know that's a serious study when it's that when it's a bureau. <laughs> I, I imagine that's a very fun place to work. Um, <laughs> so this is about reading, um, and there's this is an interesting study that they did. So they 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 studied s several demographics, uh, basically from 15 years old. To 75 plus. Okay. Um, and so they give they give a few different ranges. There's like there's your 15 to 19 year olds, 20 to 24, tw 25 to 35, 35 to 44, and so on. Okay. And essentially, what what the what you're at, what is happening is that as people get older, you are reading more. That's the correlation there. Okay. Except um, for this, it seems like the 25 to 34. I mean, yes, it's more than. There was, well, no, actually, that's less. But I probably have a theory about 25 to 34 why you're reading. Yeah. Less. Well, there's so the, there. That's like the one anomaly in there. The 25. Um, so what what are these statistics first? Let's Sorry. Yeah. So so your 18 to 19 year old is reading an average of, of 8.4 minutes a day. 20 to 24 and 25 to 35 read an average of 6.6. 6. 35 to 44 is 9.6. 45 to 54 is 12.6. 55 to 64 is 18. And 65 to 74, 34.8. And then you have a huge jump for the 75 plus crowd that's 51 right. minutes a day. Right, they're still looking at the newspaper. So, exactly. <laughs> so I really, yeah, this is interesting, and I'm sure that this probably is. Now, I didn't dig dive deep into the study, but I'm assuming that they aren't like saying while these kids are in school, they're pro, you know, like outside of school on their phone, those type of reading situations. Because I would imagine, I, or I would hope, when you're 15 years old, that you're reading more than eight minutes a day. I hope so, but I definitely knew people in high school that Didn't. probably read uh, 8.4 yeah, minutes a true. day. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But, um, but yeah, I, I gotcha. Yeah. So, and I would imagine that kind of like that 20 to 34 age um, is reading less than maybe the 15 to 19 year olds just because of time. They've maybe entered the workplace. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, really busy with that. Maybe some extra Establishing activities. Themselves. Dating, getting a house, kids, those type of things. And heaven knows that's just a busy time of life. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why that is maybe lower, but um, that's that's so interesting just to see that huge jump of eight minutes to fifty one minutes. <laughs> that is that really is well. But it's but it's interesting. It's basically up until sixty four, that's still only eighteen minutes. So yeah, even on the higher end, like people are definitely reading less and then you get into that crowd that's definitely still your more traditional yeah. content consuming like mm -hmm. newspapers, magazines, right. things like that. So yeah, again, this is just how we're moving. The study was done in um, like 2018, I think. So again, very current. really short, yeah. really brevity of information. And it follows after. trends that we've seen too, that we've kind of been watching over the past few years, that everyone's attention span is getting a lot shorter. We've, right. talk, we've talked about maybe an argument for that in the past year. and. Um, uh, like, it, it seems to fit with yeah. other areas that we've looked at as well. 
Totally agree. <laughs> Alex, now how does that, that relates to like reading content. What about like video? Are we also like losing an intention span on video? Do those need to be short and snackable content as we would say? So, so fairly recently Wistia um, put out a research article that they did based on their own videos. So if you guys don't know what Wistia is, Wistia is probably, it's probably the video player of choice for marketers. Yes. Um, it has it has a lot of really neat features. I won't get into those. You can read about them yourself if you want to. Um, but it is it's it's become very popular. Um, and so they basically studied the usage of their of their videos on their platform and they what they found was if you put average engagement on an X on the Y axis video length on the X axis, there is a exponential decay. So it's a, there is a increasing rate of um, or, or lowered rate of engagement as the as longer the video gets right so okay. to put that simply like longer video the less people are gonna watch it yeah or the so maybe less those longer videos, videos are when people are maybe watching the video on their laptop but then they're also just picking up their phone halfway through and looking at something different <laughs> totally so what they found was the sweet spot in terms of like how long you can go while still having significant engagement was two minutes Wow. Um, after that, once you get to the four, five, six minute range, you're already, so the, the, they found two minute videos had up to 70% engagement. Um, the four, five, six minute range started getting into like the 60 and 50% range. And then once you get to 13 minutes, then you were below 50%. Wow, that's crazy. So two minutes of video, which, and then I think even less on some platforms um, is less than two minutes. It's so interesting too, because I think sometimes me and Alex will talk to clients and like, okay, the video needs to be, you know, around a minute, um, it, yeah. less the better. And they have this like overwhelming shock look on their face. Like, I don't think I can say everything I want to yeah. say in a minute, but two minutes is actually quite a long time if you think about it for video. And maybe that's right. just our perspective and working with it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but you get a lot done well and I mean I think we just mainly start bringing out these statistics as well like yeah it is studied and documented that engagement goes down mm -hmm. the longer your video is yeah the longer it takes to tell your story yeah so there mm -hmm. was one interesting thing about the this graph that they posted here was that from 6 to 12 minutes or 6 to 13 basically there is a very there it plateaus okay. like so there's not really a drop off in that time interesting but i think people understand that if you're if you're sitting down if you're sitting down to watch at six that minutes, you're kind video, of committed. Right. Yeah, you kind of commit to a little bit more, but then once it gets to 13 minutes, then it's like... And there's yeah, and a time and a yeah. place for that, but I would say that in marketing, that's just not it. Right. Like, I wonder, and I don't think their study drilled down, or at least they didn't provide that data, um, if those were like how-to videos or something. Because yeah, that's it's a definitely a how-to video if you are doing some deep learning or trying to right. fix something. Yeah. Usually you need those to be a little more yeah. in-depth of a video. So. And if, if you're curious about how many videos Wistia had at the time of this uh, study, they had over half a million videos with 1.3 billion plays. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of data. Is data that is a lot of data. With for this. So, <sighs> Interesting it's study. For it's sure. legit. It's yeah. legit. I like that. So, Ashley, let's look at some tips here because <laughs> it's easier said than done to make your content brief. So, how can we as marketers 
capitalize on making our content brief and consumable. Yeah, so I'm actually going to start and backtrack a little bit on um, what Alex was talking about, the website. Yeah. Uh, people don't spend a lot of time on your website. So while you want to have all this information and like you just kind of need it, yeah. uh, every business needs a website, um, we started to look more into like the user experience. And part yeah. of that user experience is the fact that they're not spending a lot of time on yeah. it just naturally. So making sure that all of the most important and relevant information is on that first screen. Yeah. Like, or Above the fold. <clears throat> Or or the um, like the big headers yeah the big headers the tabs and stuff it's easy to find information so um, something to keep in mind if you're looking at like revamping your website make sure that you keep in mind that people just aren't spending that much time on it so they can get the answer that they're looking for right right like it's such a balance and I know we've talked about this again the long form for SEO for Google for all those things it is a balance balance of those but I do agree on the homepage yes lots of big headers that point out information, Mm -hmm. icons that maybe have more information underneath of it, but the icon by itself relays the information you're trying to to get across. Another another area that you can practice brevity in marketing is, um, especially if you utilize email marketing, is your... Email subject line. Oh yeah, shocker. We've we've talked about this we've before. We write it, blogs but I on think it. That people still don't know how important that it's is. It's definitely a challenge too. I think for some people understanding maybe what is a catchy subject line that captures the attention, but also tells the the reader what the email is about um, in you know so many words. Well, and when I thought about this too, about the whole email thing, is. I don't even go into my email. I just look at the notification. Yes. The subject line and, and the, the preheader, the preview yeah. or and if preheader. I don't like what I read, I can just dismiss it and clear it right, right. from my notifications, not even going into it. And so the that app. tells you how important those two things are. So if you're unfamiliar the preview or the preheader, I think is like the technical yeah. technical term, is the sentence that appears right under the yeah. um, the subject line. So that's actually a way I would say to utilize utilize that space to tell the reader what the email is about and then use the subject line to um, capture their attention. Um, and if you master both successfully, yeah. they'll open the email. So right, right. take some time to practice that, I would say. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> Another thing I think, and we've talked about like your messaging, your story a lot here on the on our podcast and on our website in mm-hmm. just multiple ways that we've talked about this. But um, I like, again, how Chris Brogan like, broke this down. He said, know your flag and song. So what do I mean by that? So this could, is your simple message that you are using every time. So your flag is the absolute shortest way to discuss your big topic. It's the topic that you want to be known for. And the song is the sentence, or two, tops, no more than that, that you use to describe what you do and who you do it for. So, for example, um, I'll just use their example because it was a really great one. So, the flag, in this case, for this travel agency is I Sell Destination Travel Marketing. The song was, people want to get off the beaten path, but feel confident and safe, and I make that happen. So you're really short, that's three sentences max, but you're telling people what you do. Like, you're giving them some emotion. I help them feel safe while traveling. I sell them destination travel marketing or whatever. And And I help them explore the world. 
You probably already do this too. Like I'm just thinking, yeah. I kind of have that for 21 Handshake as well. So when people ask me what I do, I say I work at a digital marketing agency. And they're like, oh, like, you know, what kind of yeah. business do you do? And so um, I think, I guess our song would be, you know, we work with B2B companies that are nor like normally very traditional and bring them into the digital space. Exactly, perfect. Which, the flag, one line. I work in digital marketing, <laughs> the song. I help who we bring, work with and yeah. what we do. Work yeah. with is, I mean, that's perfect again. So really that, you know, you might think, oh, but I need so many more words to describe my business. We we do more than one thing. Well, not, not really. What is the main thing that you do and how do you help people do that and give them some little context and emotion mm -hmm. behind it? Yeah. So perfect. Very cool. So um, again, what is another tip too? So we have one tip, you know, or really the website tip, use your headers, mm -hmm. use icons, point out your main information. Our second tip, really utilize if you're doing any type of emails, that subject line and the preview text. Mm -hmm. um, tip three, know your flag, know your song, keep it short. Keep it simple and infuse that across all your marketing. And what would be the fourth one that we have? Yeah, so another area would be um, on social media when you're writing captions for pictures or any kind of copywriting right. on social media. Um, so we've actually seen um, in the past year people play around with longer captions and like much, much longer captions. Right. We're talking like paragraphs. Um, and while some people really enjoy reading that, I, I think in terms of a marketing purpose, like we see a lot of bloggers do yeah. that. But if for a business and marketing yourself, um, <clears throat> I was doing a little bit of research. So Buffer article, I was kind of went and looked at all the biggest brands and looked at yeah. their um, copywriting strategies. So ooh, I'm going to knock over the mic. Um, so companies like Nike, um, like bigger brands like that have been really successful by utilizing shorter copywriting. Yeah. So um, trying to make sure that your captions are brief um, and there's a couple ways that you can do that. So Buffer actually provides some like very interesting suggest suggestions. So if you are used to writing longer form copy and are finding it kind of challenging to narrow down to one yeah. or two sentences, um, <clears throat> so they recommend trying to avoid using too many adverbs. Yes, I and thought it, that was a great tip. It's, it's really that. interesting too. So they're like hack, I guess. Um, most words ending in ly can often be removed. Yeah, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, so that was a great one. Um, just practice, like trying to narrow down to the most concise, important yeah. information. Um, and I would say another one that's not included in this article but can be really useful, social media has evolved so much um, and every caption, every post should have a call to action. So if there is maybe more information that you don't feel like you can fit in the caption but maybe lives on your website, maybe provide yeah. like a, to read more information, go check out like our website and include the link or something yeah. like that. Yeah, link so, here. <clears throat> which is you know. gr great on an, many levels, but um, yeah, it's just another way to provide more information yeah. without um, bogging down the, or bogging down the caption. And I love that that adverb thing, like just take out all your adverbs. It's one what I haven't have heard left? before. Yeah. And then, you know, so instead of saying like, oh, the very bright blue, you might say, the azure, you know, like mm. use just a very better descriptive Concise. word. And you're not going to do that until you start taking out all those adverbs and see what you're left with. Mm. And then, well, now can, how can I make that line more punchy? Yeah. 
And you know, people are going to like it better too because yeah. it just sounds like better writing. And I don't. The, this isn't necessarily that. a tip for like brevity, but an interesting one for copywriting, especially on social media, um, is using punctuation, like yeah. not, I guess, like grammatically correct. Um, so using periods to define like the tone yeah. and, and and the punchiness of the line, um, which I thought was interesting. So shorter sentences, even like a couple of words, and then a period. Right. Our um, emoji. That's <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, those those, are great examples. Yay, emojis. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it all comes down to, as in this forever sticks in my mind, I had a history teacher in high school say this all the time. And you think history, that's long form content right there. But he was a big fan of, hey, kiss, keep it simple, silly. Yes. Hey, that was a long time ago when I was in high school. And that still resonates today. (laughs) People want it short. Keep it simple, silly. Can your story take five minutes? But I'm only going to listen for 30. So how can you tell me in 30 seconds? Think about it like you're talking to someone, like you're networking, right? If you if it takes you yeah. 15 minutes to explain to someone what Ooh, you do, like eyes. glossy eyes, <laughs> I've lost interest, sounds too complicated, like I don't yeah. really care anymore. So how can you like be straight to the point and explain if you can't explain to someone what you do in like a few sentences and you might need to readdress your business exactly (laughs) yeah you might need to work on that but it takes work it Mm -hmm. i think it's actually hard it's actually harder to write a simple shorter caption than it is to write a longer you know it takes a lot of work so we're not saying that this is gonna be easy Mm -hmm. you would think oh writing something short is easier but not not really it's hard to take something that's maybe 500 words and break it down to 100 I mean we've seen this in videos it's hard to take a two-minute story and chop it down to 30 yeah but that's all the time that people might have yeah (laughs) that's all the time that they're gonna sit there and actually watch what you're communicating so again Short, concise, consumable is the name of the game these days. I think especially um, when it comes to social media, yes, there is a time and a place for longer content. And if you're really worried about why I can't get my message across, save those videos, those content pieces for when the person actually reaches out to you because that means that they are kind of looking for more information. And then that's the place where that goes, that longer content. So yeah, you need it all. But for most of us, just putting information out there, it needs to be kind of short and consumable. So how do you create snackable content? We would love to know. So connect with us at 21 Handshake on social media and let's chat. We'd love to know what's worked for you or even what your own flag and song is. So did you love this episode? Of course you did. Then please do the friendly thing and hit follow us on whatever platform you're listening to and then share it with a friend. Until next time.